0: I wanted to just play a couple of the interviews that Ben had a chance to do. In this clip, uh, Ben is talking with Bonnie, the royal commentator that I mentioned, and they were talking after the funeral. And it was just a chance for her to provide her thoughts of the day, but more importantly, the
1: future of the monarchy. Hmm. Um, Just your impressions of of today. I think we spent so much time thinking about what today might look like and Today is now almost come and gone. Uh,
0: I enjoyed the calmness of today and the quietness of it, uh, and the the reverence that people seem to show to Her Majesty. Uh, and there was a lot of pomp and pageantry, but it felt it felt normal, which is kind of weird. But it's what I expected her to have, and how that they would send her off. So um, I was actually glad to witness it.
1: It did, it did very much befit her, yes. Much li- not necessarily a monarch, but her, did yeah. Well,
0: you know, it's clear that people admire her around the globe. Uh, and it's been a world history lesson the last 12 days, reminding people of, you know, the monarchy, democracy, what it means. And for some reason, millions and millions of people feel attached to this woman that in many cases wasn't their queen, but she's been a leader and a steady, quiet diplomat for over 70 years. So it's a pretty extraordinary reputation.
1: Tell me a bit about what you found in the service itself that really spoke to you about the kind of person she was. We know that she had a hand in the planning. Um, a lot of the, the anthems were things that, you know, there was, there was a lot of the queen woven into that whole event.
0: Well, the anthem The Lord is My Shepherd was played at their wedding, which I thought was, you know, kind of romantic and nice. Uh, I liked that Prince uh, George and Princess Charlotte were there and in the front row because they are future king and queen. Because remember, she's now in line of succession, right? It doesn't matter if you're a boy or a girl anymore. I thought that that was nice. I thought it was a nice gesture that they invited people from public service and from the charities uh, uh, rescue people, you know, first, um, uh, you know, people that, uh, ambulance drivers, right. all that fire people, they were all there. I thought that was nice. I also noticed that the Queen had invited uh, Sarah Ferguson, the Duchess mm-hmm. of York. So even though she's been divorced from Prince Andrew for a long time, they've remained very close friends.
1: Someone described it to me as that this will be a family funeral watched by a billion people. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what it felt like.
0: Well, I think this funeral reminds you of any loss in your life, especially if you've had a recent one and especially if it it was a grandparent or, you know, or a mother or father, elderly, uh, but somebody that just remained consistent throughout her life. And if you're if you've ever been a volunteer or done anything for your community or built the local, local hockey rink or trained kids how to ride bikes or, you know, a coach of some kind. That's what today was about. That was thanking everyone for understanding public service and for caring about it.
1: Justin Welby, the Archbishop of Canterbury, mentioned again her vow. And I remember going back and watching her vow on the day she died, going back and watching that clip of her in, in Cape Town back in, in uh, when she was turned 21. It's amazing how that, in fact, and he said, you know, so rarely has a, a promise ever been so well kept i think the words were um it's amazing that that she i she used to call them her salad days that she'd made that commitment and but she stuck to it and that is something i suppose that people are both nostalgic for but also still revered
0: incredible that she said that at 25 and that she carried through on it how would she have known at 25 what her life was to be and how long she would live given that she'd lost her father so early And I think that's why she actually said, no matter how long I live, right. That I will, I will be your servant. So, uh, um, I don't think it was foresight. I think it was loss, loss of father. And then uh, I need to reassure everyone that I will be here for them. And she did that.
1: What did you make of just in the last week overall, all that we've seen the long line to pay respects to her lying in state, um, a slightly different approach from the king already sort of out meeting and greeting being more candid in those conversations we're seeing a bit of a shift already but also you know clearly an affection for the queen but also the monarchy itself trying to look for a new a new footing i think
0: i think we're starting to see king charles be a bit more accessible i think he needs to do that it it, it's not the same uh, for him and the queen i mean he will take on all of her goodness and service and and, and carry that with him to help him in his role and to help save the monarchy. But he'll, you know, he he is he's different. He's 73 years old, or you know, like he's he's had a lot of life, and now he's in many ways in a new position that he's been wanting. You never want it because the circumstances are always sad. But um, um, but it's once you're in it, it's got to be a bit daunting and a bit overwhelming. And he will lean to countries like Canada to help him, especially with the Commonwealth, with for guidance and, you know, how, how we should manage things moving forward. He's lost the greatest counselor and friend in his life and that would have been his mother.
1: It will be hard for him and you, and you saw it today. You saw it, how somber, how, how somber he was today. Yes, there was yes. a d- different look to, to Charles today. I, think. Mm-hmm.
0: I noticed that too. and and. Probably a bit of exhaustion as well, and the shock of losing the queen, and then becoming king the instant that she takes her last breath. Um, you know, you, you, one has to wonder how he's sort of managed all of it in in, in ten days. Um, I think he will st- step into the role, though fine, but they need the week of mourning that follows today, just for some private time away from the public and. Peering eyes and give themselves, they need to rest and they need to have a couple of uh, good laughs with each other and just sit and talk and think. He will be working every day because he is now the king. There there are no days off for a king or a prime minister for that matter or the president of the United States. So um, his work will be healing for him because he, he has no choice but to deal with it.
1: I was say this is not an easy time. I mean, we've taken this ten days of mourning. People have sort of taken a step back from all the day-to-day issues. But obviously, Britain's facing some serious issues. The family is facing some serious issues. We saw Prince Andrew this week. Harry's memoir is coming out. Right. I mean, there yeah. are there are some yeah. l- there's some landmines ahead.
0: Yeah, there are landmines ahead, and some may come from the family and some will come from the commonwealth or you know possibly another country that's mad about something so he's got he's got stuff to deal with and he's going to have to show progress and that something's happening within the next 12 months like he can't let this sort of sit and linger he's he's going to have to step into it well not him directly but with with the other countries of the commonwealth and and i do believe canada will play a leading role in that
1: it's hard to it's hard to even right now it's hard to imagine that she's gone and now there's a finality to it today obviously seeing the coffin leave and and, you know there is a finality to it um any thoughts any last thoughts just on the last week and today it's been it's it's been uh it's been a very whirlwind it's been a whirlwind 10 days for britain and anybody else who follows this
0: i'm glad i've seen what I could see of this today because it is historic and will never happen again. We'll never see another monarch last over 70 years. It's, it's just not going to happen. So um, I thank her for her contribution though to public service and to recognizing volunteers and the unsung heroes out there and the quiet workers that never get recognized. If there's anything for me that I think she's done, I would say it's that and allowed us, we Canadians, you know, we live in a civil society. We live in a good country and a lot of it comes from the work that she has done over the last 70 years. Thank you so much. Thank you.